Our text this morning comes from the third chapter of the book of Acts, verses 1 through 10. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, three o'clock in the afternoon, and a lame man from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When Peter and John were about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. As he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them, but Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. Immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. For those of you who um, listen, as I do, um, I'm a big NPR fan. And probably now for about 20 years or so, I have listened um, most mornings to morning edition, and that is their morning program on National Public Radio. And if you've, re if you've listened to that program, no doubt you have heard of StoryCorps. Now, StoryCorps is actually part of a bigger program um, where actually what they do is go through different parts of the country and meet with people. People are free to come in and then two people usually and then one person kind of tells the story of someone's their life to another person. Um, this has been done now for about 20 years or so. Um, it has been one of those features of this program and very memorable. One of those episodes that is most memorable is one that comes, um, that was aired originally in 2013, and it featured Bonnie and Myra Brown. Now, it's important to know that Myra uh, was, is a person with an intellectual disability. And when she was young, she found herself pregnant. Bonnie was determined to be the best parent that she could. Even with what she considered deficits, she was trying her hardest to be the best parent to Myra. And the fact is, she was. According to Myra, Bonnie had nothing but love for Myra and would do anything and, and was the parent that was there to help her and raise her to become, to become an adult. And Myra loved her back by, in many ways, becoming her champion. She was the one that tried to 
in some ways defend her mother to, to show um, and, and be her ally, especially in a world that may not always be so understanding. As a teacher, as a, as a um, as an honor student, she had hope. Myra hopes one day to go to Cambridge. And granted, this is now seven years later, so I'm hoping that that her dream came true. But when you listen to this episode, what you are struck with is this one thing: it is how the love allowed both a mother and a daughter to beat the odds. Love can be powerful. You know, we like to think sometimes that love is about hearts and, and these kind of nervousness and all this stuff. And, and that's a part of love too. But love is also a very much a power. Caring for someone will make a mother or father do whatever they can to protect or to care for their child. And it will even have some people being so willing to even give up their life for another. Love can change things. For Christians, love is embodied in Jesus Christ. As that very famous past passage that you see at, a, at every football game, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God loved the world and loved it so much that he came in the form of a vulnerable human being. God is in love with us, in love with all of creation. God shows through Jesus how far God will go to express God's love. Last week, Jesus tells his disciples as he's getting ready to ascend back into heaven. He is ending his earthly ministry. And he tells them that they will be his witnesses, which, if you've been following, is also the theme for this season of Easter. He is saying that they, this small gathering of believers, were going to be the ones that would now embody Jesus, embody the love of Jesus. God, they would be empowered by the Spirit of God. And that power will get them from Jerusalem to all the out into the known world. The disciples were going to be agents of love for God. And that's what you see here this morning. Now, we will be actually reading the second chapter of Acts in a few weeks in Pentecost. But what you need to know is that the second chapter of Acts is when the Holy Spirit comes down and comes on to the, the disciples. And they are changed in a way that they had not been before. They are now empowered by this Holy Spirit. And they were not just empowered, they changed in many ways. But they were not necessarily the same people that they once were. And you see that in Acts 3. The two disciples are on their way to the temple to pray. And they come to one of the many gates 
at the temple. And there is a man there. And they find that this man is just kind of sitting there and he can't walk. He stands at this gate because this is the way that he can't ask for money. Being someone that is, um, that, that, that in that day was not able to walk meant that he couldn't get or make a living. This was the only way that he could buy food or do whatever he needed to do to get through life. Being a beggar in sort was the only way for him to live. And it's important to note what's so interesting about this is, is him standing on the outside. Because he couldn't necessarily get into the temple. He had sought charity from a worshiping community, but he could not go in and worship with them. So disciples could go in, but not him. But everything changes when he meets Peter and John. The disciples were on their way to pray. They're probably just head, getting ready to head into that gate and go into the, the temple. And this man asked them for money. And Peter and John stop. And they look at this man. And Peter says, I don't have any silver or gold. But I do have this in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And the man, as we see, gets up and he goes with them into the temple. And as it says, he was walking and leaping and praising God. The person that couldn't go in to the community, the person that had to make his way in life by having to beg, could now walk and could now worship God with others. Now, it's easy when you read this story to think very simply that this is a story about welcoming people. And, in, and at some level it is. But I worry sometimes that we put the cart in front of the horse, the cart before the horse, that, that we're so, we want to get to the point where we're talking about the fact that we want to welcome people who are the outsiders, the poor, the people with disabilities, all of these other people, and to bring them in, to welcome them, that we forget in what context we're supposed to be doing this. The reason that Peter was able to heal that beggar was because he believes in the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not simply a good man, but he believed that he was the Son of God. And the thing is, we are called to be powerful too in the name of Jesus. We are to be bearers of justice, but we do so believing in the Son of God the Son of God that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Do we believe that we can do many things in Christ's name? It doesn't matter if we are, weren't a genius. It doesn't matter if we have money in the bank or not. What matters is do we believe 
and we have the power to do things in Jesus Christ. We have to believe in the man that came to earth to become one with us, who healed the, the poor and the sick, and we did so empowered by the Holy Spirit. We have to believe that we can be, just like Peter and John, agents of love in the world. Peter and John's faith didn't cause them to escape from the world. They had to be in the thick of it. They were engaged in the world, and like Christ, they were involved in the world because they loved the world. Uh, Doug Skinner, who is a pastor and a friend of mine, uh, and shared a quote recently from Reinhold Niebuhr. Um, for those of you who don't know, Reinhold Niebuhr was an American theologian, um, pretty much one of the greats in the 20th century. Niebuhr comes to a certain revelation towards the end of his life after having a series of strokes. He realizes who were the people empowered by love and who weren't. And this is what he says. The physical ills that consigned me to the sidelines were productive in furnishing me with insights about human nature that had never occurred to me before. I learned to know the goodness of men and women who went out of their way to help an invalid. Among the persons who impressed me with their helpful, helpness, helpfulness were my doctors, nurses, and therapists, my colleagues and friends in the realms of both politics and religion. I learned that some of these people who entered my life professionally or who served me non-professionally with visits and walks showed an almost charismatic gift of love. And this reminded me of my own time in the hospital. About 25 years ago, I was in the hospital with pneumonia and it was a very severe case. Some of the whole talk now about the coronavirus and lung problems it's close to home for me. What I noticed through all of that experience were the nurses. They were the ones that were caring and helpful. They actually connected with me at a time in some ways where I felt alone. I felt that they cared. And I look back and realize that they were empowered by love. They probably wouldn't say that. They probably, and it was for also a career, but you don't do what they do and not have a sense of care and concern for people, even people that you haven't met. We are called to be agents of love. Just as Christ went and healed the sick, and welcomed the stranger, empowered by the Holy Spirit and the power of love, just as Peter and John heal and preach the good news, empowered by the love of God. So are we as Christians. So let us do this in this time, and especially in this time. Help us to love and live boldly. Thanks be to God. Amen.